0: So let's say you're driving to work and you see a car on fire, and then the person who is driving that car gets out of the car, they're on fire too. What do you do? That's actually how we start today's podcast, and my guest lived that situation, and we'll find out what he learned about himself and leadership and all of that in today's conversation. But it could also be used as a metaphor. This was actually a real thing that happened to Dr. Efrain Martinez. But the metaphor is like, what what if the school was on fire, metaphorically, right? What if the staff, the students were on fire? What if your life is on fire? What do you do in that moment? And what's interesting is a lot of people will just observe and do nothing. Maybe it's fight and flight. And some people will go to it and try to extinguish it and take control. So this is an opportunity. This is an awesome conversation. It really is. This is an invitation to learn more about yourself. To learn more about taking action and being an effective leader, aka a ruckus maker. Hey, it's Daniel. and Welcome to the Better Leaders, Better Shows podcast, a show for ruckus makers, those out of the box leaders, making change happen in education. And we'll be right back after these messages from our show sponsors. <laughs> learn how to recruit. Develop, retain, and inspire outstanding individuals and teams to deliver on the vision of your school in Leading People, a Certificate in School Management and Leadership course from Harvard. Leading People runs from February 2nd to March 2nd, 2022. Get started at betterleadersbetterschools.com slash Harvard. Are you automatically tracking online student participation data during covid Innovative school leaders across the country have started tracking online student participation using TeachFX because it's one of the most powerful ways to improve student outcomes during COVID, especially for English learners and students of color. Learn more about TeachFX and get a special offer at teachfx.com forward slash BLBS. That's teachfx.com forward slash BLBS. All students have an opportunity to succeed with Organized Binder, who equips educators with a resource to provide stable and consistent learning, whether that's in a distance, hybrid, or traditional educational setting. Learn more at OrganizeBinder.com. Well, hello, Ruckus Makers. Uh, today, I'm joined by Dr. Efrain Martinez. And listen, he's uh, another Chicago guy, so already we love him. And a uh, school leader and for sure a ruckus maker. So we have we have so much to learn uh, from him. And in terms of the bio, Dr. Ephraim Martinez is a father, husband, and the principal of Northwood Middle School in Highland Park, Illinois. He reflects in interviews, luminary figures on his podcast, Wisdom and Productivity. His one word is improvement. And he strives to do all he can to make his world better.
1: Ephraim, Dr. Martinez, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me in the show. What an honor to be in such a well thought uh, podcast.
0: Uh, Thank you so, so much. So I want to start with a story. You're driving the work and you see there's a car on fire. What is that story?
1: Wow. Uh, That's, um, you know, the other day I pass by, uh, I I say that area is the area of luck. So um, I'm driving to work late as usual. I don't have a morning routine. I'm like driving thinking tomorrow I'm going to arrive early. Like my depression and anxiety are to the roof. I cannot control the medications are not working so um, I start like getting off of them and my body is reacting. So my, my life is a, a total mess. And suddenly my car stopped with uh, a truck that I just see that it just started in fire. And the first thing that comes to my mind then is, should I move to the side so I can safely uh, move on to work? I'm late. But then I see this guy that could have been anyone's dad or uncle come out with his hands, uh, like up, like screaming, yelling. And I, and I see fire on his skin and I'm like, like in shock. And this probably happened in just a few seconds, but in my mind is like minutes long. I start wondering why would someone that I'm proud of would do. And then I think, but if I do this, I might die and my kids might not have a parent. And and I just had an argument with my wife and all these things come to mind. But I, I get out of the car and take off my, my jacket and I start like swinging at the guy who has like dropped himself on the floor and uh, the fire does not extinguish. And I what comes to mind is like in movies, it looks so easy. You just roll on the floor and you hit them and... And so I start using my hands And somehow that worked The guy is like saying When he stands up Oh, I have to go and save the machines And you're like, no, you're crazy Let's go to the side We move to the side And then there were two or three people recording And sometimes I wonder, did I imagine this? But like With their cell phones recording Until the firefighters arrived But they did not come and help the guy Or anything, so I'm like like, I'm going to be late. This guy is like in pain. I don't know what to do. And um, uh, the firefighters arrive, talk to me and they say, OK, you're good to go. I go straight to school and my whole entire clothes is like in in like in fire dust. And everybody's saying, what happened to you? And I'm like, oh, there was just a fire in the corner. And everybody's like trying to clean my clothes. And I see myself in the mirror and that's when I said, man, I'm not right. Uh like something was not working. So that 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 fire ended up being like the 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 door that needed to be open for me to realize that I needed to address my own mental health, uh, because I, I was just catapulting myself to oblivion.
0: Yeah, wow. You know, I don't I don't remember the uh the formal name of it, but You know, thank you. I just want to thank you on the podcast for stepping up in that moment. Um, But there's this uh, there's this thing that humans do, and there's a there's a formal name for it. People who study humans will know it, not me. Um, But it's this thing, like when people are in need, a lot of times uh, everybody will think, "Well, the next guy will help out," and they just keep on going with their life. Or these days with technology and stuff, you have all these bystanders recording. Somebody in pain, in need, and they're not helping. They're being entertained, and that's that's just that's tragic. So thanks for uh, stepping up. I'm I'm curious. You said that was the door that cracked. You know, needed to be open. And uh, you know, if anything's off topic, you just tell me. We'll keep moving um, through the conversation. But there's probably ruckus makers listening right now that are have some struggles, right? And the thing with mental health and that kind of stuff. You don't see it. You might not see it, right? But the pain and the challenges, right, are are, are still there and very real and can be disabling. And so, uh, what would you say, right, to the to the listener in this moment who is having that burden and they don't know what to do and they don't have the fire moment either to open the door? So maybe you can open the door for them.
1: Thank you. Uh, you know, first of all, I'm um, thank you for for bringing this up because, like when we sanctify something by not talking about it, we are defending it instead of tackling it face forward. My recommendation is that the best thing I did on realizing uh, I needed to be self-aware was I was talk. depression is about your past, anxiety is about your uncertain future. So I think I was able to to beat depression pretty badly when I took a piece, another uh, piece, a uh, plastic uh, paper, a uh, plastic plate, and I started writing the names of all the individuals that have made me suffer in my life. Because what I noticed is that half of my issues were that I was living in another time, another era that had passed already. I was thinking and giving importance to people, individuals, groups that today they are not thinking about me, but I was thinking about them. And then on the other side of the plastic plate, I also wrote the names of the people that I hurt, the people whose heart I broke, that I that I was not loyal, the people that I did not serve well. And I went into I took three weeks of leave of absence. I went into a journey of visualizing myself in that moment, acknowledging that I was a different person, often a child that didn't know better, that was trying to to get away from things. And it was like I was making peace with my past and finally forgiving and burying it. Especially with my parents, um, I was able to, Forgive them, acknowledge the good that they did, because there's always good between the bad, and realizing that the best action that I can take is not to repeat the story that they inculcated me. And um, it, from there, my health, my love life with my wife, me as a father with my children. Uh, me at work, I mean, I went from parents demonstrating in front of the school saying that I was against immigrants, so even though I was serving a, a community of entirely of immigrants. I mean, that was devastating. To principal of the year. Wow. So the, the evidence is that when you address your... Carl Jung says that if you don't address that past, it's going to come back and haunt you. And that was what's was happening in my life. I was dying inside from things that had happened so many years ago. And I was reliving that movie again and again and again and bringing it to every situation. And um, what the advice for everyone is, if you want to liberate yourself, then you actually have to, like, expurgate everything from your past, put it in writing, even if it's in a plastic plate and visualize how you could have done differently and realizing that often they will have, there was nothing else for you to do. There was nothing else you could have done other than forgiving yourself for those things and moving on to live the life you want to live. Yeah,
0: wow, that's powerful. You know what... You I really appreciate so much of the story. A couple of things I highlight. Like one, it's not just like who harmed you, right? You knew that you 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 play a part in it too. And so you wanted to look at where did I cause harm as well? Because we're not always, you know, we're not always victims. And then you went on this path of visualizing uh and and making things right and giving extending grace and forgiveness to yourself, right? And to others, it sounds like. And that helped you uh move forward the other thing I want to highlight too, because I think about this stuff a lot, Uh, you know, I say we're not time travelers, right? As ruckus makers, any industry, it doesn't matter, but we talk to leaders in education, we are not time travelers. And yet, instead of spending time with you right here in this present moment, so often people are in the past, right? Or in the future. And it's like, actually, those places don't exist, either of them. (laughs) All that is here is what's right now. Amen. And the sooner you figure that out, you know, the better. Uh, the one last teaching thing I want to share, and then I'll get back to a question for you. There's this uh, coach I really appreciate. His name is Dan Sullivan, and he, he runs something called the Strategic Coach. And he has this idea called the gap in the Gain, which has really been a gift to me and then to leaders that I serve. But he he talks about high-level leaders and a lot of times uh what really gets them down as a high achiever is they have aspirational goals exciting goals right and they're able to do vision which motivates people to move but the problem with us is that then we look at those amazing goals and we say we haven't achieved them yet right and there's no way to achieve them yet you have to do the work but that dissonance causes The frustration, the anxiety, the feelings of discontent, and you're measuring yourself to an ideal future that is yet to appear. So he says, this is actually the only time that I think it's good to look back. He says, look at how far you've come, right? So at this point, you know, you have a number of podcasts out. I have a few seasons, you know, and a few podcasts out as well. But back in 2015, there were none and nobody listened, right? And I didn't have the pleasure of serving school leaders and all this stuff that's that's changed in my life. So uh, hopefully, you know, you and the ruckus maker listening get a little value from that. You brought up a really interesting point about uh, awareness, you know, and, and I think um, I think emotional intelligence is uh, important to you as well. And I would just love to hear, you know, how has emotional intelligence maybe helped you become a more proactive leader?
1: Thank you so much. Um, so right after the fire. I uh, enroll in a doctoral program because I I decided that I wanted to fix myself. I wanted to find out something to move on from this state of constant feeling that I have not reached what I want to reach. Therefore, I'm miserable without realizing that in life, you never get to a place where you are done. There's always going to be... Another mountain after you climb that mountain, right? There's never going to be the last mountain. So I got in the first class, there was a a professor, you might know him, Richard Smith, and he goes and reads, emotional intelligence is the sine qua non of leadership. And Danny, like a Jerry Maguire moment, he got me a sine qua non, okay, so I, I remember getting my phone in the middle of the class and Googling Sinek one on what the heck is that? And that drove me to emotional intelligence, sounded fancy. So I started learning and I realized, bingo. This, I mean, for, for some reason, I registered to come to National Louis University. I went to work with Carlos Ascoitia. And by chance, I took the class with this uh, individual, Richard Smith, and he says that and it was a quote from the Harvard Business Review. And I started researching more and learned that emotional intelligence, there's all these variations, right? But the one that I learned is um, number one, self-awareness. Number two, self-regulation. Number three, motivation of self and others. Number four, empathy. And number five, how you use all those skills and make it into social skills or what other people say soft self-skills. How people uh, receive what you're trying to say. At this time, I remember uh, I was... Just gotten out of the second-time protest. My chief has sent me a cautionary notice, like a verbal warning. Uh, and I was trying to do everything that I have learned in grad school. But as I came to study emotional intelligence, first about the self-awareness of who I was. But when I got into empathy and to learn how other people will receive my message, I started Realized how arrogant I could have been. I was being dictating instructions. And uh, instead of asking good questions that are conducive for others to take action, that got me to revisit uh, Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. He, the, I, say, I think the subtitle is The Only Leadership Book You Will Ever Need. Yeah, and like that. it's just, right? Fantastic, phenomenal way of like how people take what you say. So especially for principals who have to be giving feedback all the time. And sometimes, you know, it doesn't come across, but I try as much as possible to, to because of all these studies, to learn, have an honest, sincere boss-teacher relationship with my staff so I know them beyond them. Uh, like a coach will, like Phil Jackson will know his team, Right. And you, in my team, I have Michael Jordans and I have Dennis Rodmans and I have Scottie Pippins and I have like all this diversity. And I learned that the reason why I was failing is because I had all these expectations and I wanted everybody to be in cloud nine, scoring 49 points per game without realizing that, yeah, maybe one or two are going to do that. But we still need the ones who take the rebounds, the one who pass the ball the ones that you're leading squad. There's always someone to play a role. And uh, I connected all this with the matrix. And the example <laughs> is this. So imagine there's this very big table with all these green dots. And one of the green dots is is not green, it's golden. And that's Neo. He's the one. So I'm not suggesting that principals are to be the one or teachers or educators, everyone but we are certainly one of the green dots, absolutely. And we all have a role to play. And it is up for us to decide how good are we going to play that role. So in The Matrix, Morpheus plays as the uh, figure that guides Neo through understanding. And the Keymaker makes that key the only one that can make the key for Neo to go through that door. Like Richard Smith was the one who said about Sinequanon, right? So everybody has to play a role. So that first step of self-awareness, what the heck is your role? What are you meant to be? And then the idea is to set your goals and then aim all your energy towards that. But for that, you need self-regulation. So, for example, I suffer from anxiety and depression, I decide not to take uh, medications because they just don't work for me. They work for some people, right? So I'm not saying they're bad, but they just don't work for me. So I do a lot of meditation. I do a lot of um, mindful activities, journaling, visualizing so I can be in my best element and be present, for example, right now having this conversation with you or when a teacher is telling me something about their puppy, right? Like the world might be burning, but you learn that for that individual who's trusting you, that is the most valuable thing. And therefore, when you are able to really, really regulate yourself, to control yourself and be in the present you're able to better motivate people, yourself and others to do great things because this life is so hard and we are so consumed by um, social media, burning our uh, ability to be present, right? And then uh, that fourth step, that empathy and seeing every every time thinking, how is that teacher going to react? How is that student going to react? How is my wife going to react? Right. Like always having the lenses so you can anticipate how they are going to react to the things that you're going to say or want to say. And then you can fine tune with social skills, asking more questions rather than dictating orders. Good questions are uh, the drive that people need to get to their own conclusions. But when it comes across as an order. I think naturally as humans, we want to say, no, <laughs> that's not the way, yeah. right? So uh, I think uh, one of the things that I took from my Type 75, my leadership courses is like, you are the leader and you make all these decisions. But my um, delegate says that the sense of pride is something natural in all humans. So in order to get to get people to do stuff together with you, you need to really touch their emotions but do it sincerely Mm -hmm. for the outcome that you want. So in my case, as a school principal, I just want the students to have the the most happy teachers in front of them. People that are able to to deal with the issues of life and everybody has issues. But if me as the principal don't elevate, don't have an atmosphere where everybody feels, then that is going to be transpired to students. And therefore you have a... A school that doesn't have the success that the schools I have led have.
0: Right, right. Yeah, that curiosity piece and the empathy that—that's almost like a Jedi superpower, you know. But you have to be sincere. I'm glad you brought that up because if you're just asking questions where you know the answer, so to speak, or you're just trying to prove your point, people will pick that up, and the questions then become useless. But uh, I love that curiosity piece. Cool. we're going to take a quick break here uh, for a message from our sponsors. But when we get back, uh, Dr. Efrain Martinez, we're going to talk about the Wisdom and Productivity podcast. Learn how to recruit, develop, retain, and inspire outstanding individuals and teams to deliver on the vision of your school in leading people. A certificate in school management and leadership course from Harvard. Topics include instrumental and inclusive leadership. Hiring and recruiting teachers, psychological safety, equity, role modeling, and more. Leading People runs from February 2nd to March 2nd, 2022. Get started at BetterLeadersBetterSchools.com slash Harvard. That's BetterLeadersBetterSchools.com slash Harvard. During COVID, every teacher is a new teacher. That's why innovative school leaders are turning to TeachFX FX whose virtual PD is equipping thousands of teachers with the skills they need to create engaging, equitable, and rigorous virtual or blended classes. To learn more about TeachFX and get a special offer, visit teachfx.com forward slash BLBS. That's teachfx.com forward slash BLBS. Today's show is brought to you by Organized Binder. Organized Binder develops the skills and habits all students need for success. During these uncertain times of distance learning and hybrid education settings, Organized Binder equips educators with a resource to provide stable and consistent learning routines so that all students have an opportunity to succeed, whether at home or in the classroom. Learn more at OrganizeBinder.com. All right, we're back with Dr. Ephraim Martinez, and uh, this, this has been a very enjoyable show. Chicago guy, like I said, so we love him. And Bulls references, right? We heard about (laughs) Phil Collins and Jordan and Pippen and Rodman. And the reason, I think, right, the reason you brought it up is because that was the best basketball team ever. There is no debate on this. So uh, we just want to make that clear on the the show. Uh, (laughs) And I'm not a basketball fan. So that's how good they are. (laughs) And I am. And so I'm telling you, okay, this is true. All right. Uh, you have a new podcast called Wisdom and Productivity uh which is a, a really, really awesome show, and I would love to hear you know what is the show for and who is the show for?
1: Thank you so much. so my one word is improvement, and that's uh, I adapted that after I started doing my my studying on emotional intelligence because I decided I learned that there was not going to be ever a moment where i was going to say i have reached all my goals i have all the funds i need to do whatever i want there's no problems everybody everybody and everything is perfect so uh i will spend a, a good chunk of money uh going to conferences and to try to learn from others and I am not saying conferences are bad. It's just the type of learner I am, my attention span, it goes like that. And I get distracted and often I leave a conference not feeling that uh, I I have found what I was looking for. That is more wisdom and is more productivity. And then it occurred to me to start shadowing principles I admired. To learn from them. Uh, so I, I convinced my, my supervisor at the time, listen, this year, instead of going to a conference, spending hundreds of dollars, I want to visit two principals this year and spend a day with them and bring their knowledge. And the first year, success, second year, I visited four principals. And uh, every year I would visit uh, a principal and learn from them and the conversations we had the inner secrets of what is really going on. And I started realizing that they will say stuff that I would have never thought in my life. Let me give you an example. So I visited Principal X in X school. Awesome principal. And this principal happened to have uh, a lot of shoes in his office, like in the back, like hidden. And I happened to see a pair of shoes that look exactly like the Pope shoes. And I'm like this, I have, I have just seen a series on the, the young Pope in HBO. And I was like, oh my gosh, you have the Pope shoes. How amazing is this? And the principal told me, tells me, yes, because sometimes you have to walk through these hallways like you are the Pope. And we had a good conversation. I learned it's not about showing off. It was about the thought that you have to listen and embrace every person that comes to you because this is what you have signed up for, to listen to everyone and then to make courageous decisions and have courageous conversations. So that example really impacted me. And I thought I would have never learned this if I would have gone to a conference and see this exact same individual. So it it came to my mind, what if I start uh, asking, uh, having a podcast and asking questions uh, on wisdom and productivity? So then I can get my own professional learning and I can become a better principal, better human being. And I joined a group of um, international something, something from the National Association of Principals and Adam Welcome and Rachel George and Andy Jacks. Uh, are the 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 host so in the first meeting the first thing Adam Welcome says uh, okay so what you guys want to talk about and we were like I don't know 50 of us and I'm such a nerd so the first thing I go and raise the, the Zoom hand and I say hey I have this idea and I want to do a podcast but I don't know and he just said do it like that do it and I don't know like in a way I felt like like I, I need a permission from someone to do it because who's gonna like you were saying uh, a few minutes ago, who's gonna listen to me? Who is going to get any value of this? Why I'm gonna waste my time? Why I should be working, working, working more? And you know, um, you learn with time that the 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 more you learn, the more valuable you are. You know, um, Martin Luther King told a group of middle school students. The more you learn, the more you earn, and not necessarily in terms of money, but of the quality of life that you want to have. And I'm telling you, Danny, it has been transformational because, you know, I have, I have learned from like, including you, like I have just going to my, my, my Twitter contacts, who are the people that I learned the most? So I would just contact them. Sometimes they don't have time and sometimes they have to wait. Uh, Sometimes... They don't respond, but that is okay. Because what do we lose by asking? And, and the rest is history.
0: Yeah. Take action and uh choose yourself. You know, when I was starting out in the podcast where there's a guy, James Altucher, and he has a book called Choose Yourself, right? And that's a big thing. Like you have to, You have to pick yourself first. Or now, I mean, honestly, there's stuff that I sell, right? Like there's services we offer, that kind of stuff. What I've learned business-wise, and there is a translation to school leaders because you're selling ideas in vision, right? You have to be the first person to buy. You have to buy into the vision. Or like for me, I believe in the mastermind. Nobody would join if I didn't believe that it would transform their lives, right? So you're the first person to, to sell. And that's choosing yourself. You know what I mean? You really have to do that. MLK, learning and earning, I have a core value. I don't know if you know this, FRIE, but my fifth personal core value is called the sponge that scales, right? What is the sponge that scales? Well, you can think of SpongeBob and that kind of thing or whatever, but what it really is, is this acronym ILT, invest, learn, teach. The more I invest in myself, the more I learn and the more I teach, the value I create for others increases and the value that is transferred to me, whether that's quality of life or if it's financial or if it's uh, time, freedom, relationships, right? That all increases as well. And so that, that's, that's huge. I'm glad you brought that up. The last piece I want to reflect back, you know, to you and to the ruckus maker listing is, uh, So the conference piece is interesting. And then doing the podcast and what I learned from my mentor, uh, Aaron Walker, who is where I got the idea for masterminds and stuff from, he said, if you go to conferences, don't go to any of the sessions, stay in the hallways, build relationships, engage in conversations. And, you know, I I did that vision event, right? And that kind of thing, 20% of it was me teaching on vision, 80% of it. It was very scary. I was like, okay, you all now do the work and connect and how you use the times up to you. And people said like best conference ever. Listen to this. Kyle said it was a spiritual experience. This isn't about me and an ego thing. The reason I'm sharing that is because it's all about relationships. It's about conversations. It's about, you know, going into depth about education, leadership, that kind of stuff. So I'm glad you're you're figuring out and I'm glad you showed up that you did it. Wisdom and productivity is is awesome. So that's a big promise on the show too, right? Wisdom, productivity. So for the Ruckus Maker listening, what's your number one tip for the Ruckus Maker listening on productivity? Your number one tip.
1: Number one for productivity is uh, what David Allen, uh, this is a quote from David Allen. The brain is amazing. I'm paraphrasing. The brain is amazing to generate ideas, but terrible at keeping them. So my number one advice is to get yourself a task application, uh, or if you're those that hang out with a notebook and all the time, and every idea that comes to your mind, write it down because like, you might think of the billion dollar idea and the phone rings or you get a text or someone says hey dr martinez you have a second you will forget that idea and the the advantage of getting a task manager is that then you can add hashtags to the same thing so for example i write a bulletin and a newsletter for parents every every weekend and I will struggle often on Friday, five o'clock, to sit down, thinking, "What the heck I'm gonna write to teachers and what I'm gonna write to parents?" Right? I'm supposed to motivate them, keep them engaged. So during the week, I see awesome stuff. I write it down in my task sack at the hashtag bulletin, and then on the when I have to write, I have everything there that I need to write about. And then it comes to my, "Oh yeah, I saw how the teacher was helping the student with the locker and how she will look at them." Right? Because you will remember what, but just the idea, write it mm. down. That's a good, I, I forget what, do you remember what David
0: Allen calls that? I I'm, I use Trello and uh, I have a column that I call the external brain. Yes. But I forget, did, did he call it a vault? He, he had a name because it's about getting it out of your head in a space. And so it's not taking up your thinking too. But do you remember the name he called? It, it um, doesn't matter no, if
1: you do or do. No. Yeah.
0: No. Well, the point is, right, like to have that place. And it's just a dumping ground to put the ideas. Right. And and it has you have to commit to the process because if you do Charlo and then ten other apps or you have oh, ten yeah. journals, it's still a mess. Absolutely. So you need the you need the one place. But that that's a really great tip.
1: I do use to-do list for work yeah. and reminders apple reminders for home. Ah, uh, it's nice. Like for example, the supermarket list. Yeah. Please add bananas to the supermarket list. And I don't have to think about it until I am in the supermarket.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's so good. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Uh I told you I was in a I was in a joke around, but season two, episode 21 of the wrist. <laughs> that was a really good guess. What did you learn from that guy?
1: <laughs> well, you know, uh, I learned what a ruckus maker is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I learned about a, a individual that came through the ranks and made his own journey when probably nobody nobody believed in what he was doing. And he you have demonstrated that believing in what you want to do is the key for success. So I think that uh seeing you with Uh, publishing your book and the over 1 million downloads in your podcast, like in your face past, right? Like what a great example for the rest of us. Thank
0: you so much. I I told you I was going to give you a hard time about that (laughs) one, but the reason I bring it up, hey, like I said, Efrain has a beautiful podcast. I did have the honor of being on there. he He has tremendous guests. Uh so I do do recommend that you go over there and subscribe. It'll be linked up in the show notes too. Um so thank you for playing along with me. Uh last thing and then the last two questions. Um, you're my favorite uh person who tweets, right? I've told you that. Um I I basically I don't read any tweets, but I will read yours. Like oh, I don't no. <laughs> if people tag me, I'll read them, you know, in DMs, of course. And so if it's just it's very busy and you gotta choose. And and, uh, and it's not that Twitter's bad or people on Twitter are bad. You have to make choices. Uh, there's only so many inputs, okay? But I will read your tweets because they're poetry in life, you know, in action. And uh, we had a little discussion about that. So if you could just describe your approach to sure. tweeting. I, I just, I love it. It's unique. It's new. It's fresh.
1: I love it. Thank you so much. Uh, so uh, as I was concluding my dissertation studies, I, I came across a, a quote of Martin Luther King. You know, and by that time, the only thing I have heard about him is that I have a dream. Sure. I had, you know, no, no intention of, uh, it, it was like foreign to me. And I read something uh, by Robin Sharma, one of my, my favorite uh, philosophers. And he quotes Martin Luther King and he goes like this, give the first step in faith. Even if you cannot see the stairs and that, that made me think about all that I wanted to do in life. And I was too afraid to do because of the doubt of self doubt. Who's going to want me as an assistant principal. Who's going to want me as a principal. Who's going to hire me to any other job after people are saying awful stuff about me. And I learned that, you know, Nobody's a prophet in their land. And uh, you just have to go those, down those stairs and then you will see the light because you are the light of your own life. So that metaphor of the stairs, I thought, what if I tweet quotes that interest me or that I happen to stumble and share them with the world, but share them in a way that look like you're going down the stairs. Because the thought is that when you have great conversations with the great ones, then you become great because you are the combination of the five or six people you hang out with. So I like to think that I'm always hanging with the great minds because I love to read. I love like um, I do traffic university during traffic. I'm reading a novel, or reading um, a book that is going to help me in my leadership and if I can tweet those things, then I have to type them because before I would copy paste uh, the quotes, but I realized that it was just like a business. Copy, paste, copy, paste. And I was not really learning having to type them and put them in a way that look like stairs. It helps me memorize what the message is. And at least I can paraphrase them. And then you start having a better Quality of leadership because you have something to say to someone who comes to you for help because you have heard from that great mind and then you can adapt it to your own leadership. So, yeah, that's that's why putting them as the stairs for me is like a like a learning strategy and also um, like a message of that of the influence of Martin Luther King's quote. Beautiful. Ephraim, if you could put a message on all school marquees across the globe uh, for a single day, what would your message read? Uh, The message would be, when you do good things, good things happen. Now you're building a school from the
0: ground up. You're not limited by any resources. Your only limitation is your imagination. In building this school, what would be your three guiding principles?
1: Beautiful. Number one. I will make it a four-day school. I will add one hour, one hour and a half more to each day of Monday to Thursday and then have Fridays off. I think for the mental health in the new pandemic era for everyone, that extra day will make wonders and will make time spent in learning more significant for everyone. That will be number one. Number two, I will make a mandatory class for everyone that involves emotional intelligence, executive function skills, organization, all the things that learning about the stock exchange, learning about the things that are only available to some to make them available to everyone. And number three, I will make the school day more diverse in terms of learning I think that exploring topics can take uh, students to go farther in their learning than indoctrinating things over and over and over and producing people that can only work in cubicles or can only work following orders instead of defining their own lives because that will make just a better future. The, the code of Mother, Mother Teresa is... If everybody would clean the front of their homes, the world would be clean. And that would be the idea of that enf- that point number three.
0: Wonderful. You know, my mom reflected back to me the other day. She said, In high school, you told me you would never work in a cubicle. <laughs> <laughs> Here I am. Yeah. Cool.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, Af- Afrain,
0: thank you so much for being a part of the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast. We covered a lot of ground. What would you say is the one thing you want a ruckus maker to remember?
1: From this conversation, I want everybody to remember what Epictetus said. And again, paraphrasing. Life is a bowl of water. And the reflections of the moon are not the waves moving or the light moving. They are just a reflection. So that's what I want the ruckus makers to keep in mind that Emotions are not us. Those are things that happen to us and it's up to us to decide what to do with them.
0: Thanks for listening to the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast, Ruckus Maker. If you have a question or would like to connect, my email, daniel at com, or hit me up on Twitter at Alien Earbud. If the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast is helping you grow as a school leader, then please help us serve more ruckus makers like you. You can subscribe, leave an honest rating and review, or share on social media with your biggest takeaway from the episode. Extra credit for tagging me on Twitter at Alien Earbud and using the hashtag BLBS level up your leadership at betterleadersbetterschools.com and talk to you next time. Until then, class dismissed. Mm-hmm.